let's go. Hello all and welcome to Talk Me Through It, your 20-minute writing pep talk. My name is Trish. And I'm Jessa. And today we'll be talking about the 1% rule. Um, But first, let's start with our word of the day. Um, And today that's going to be the taste gap, a term coined by Ira Glass um, at a TED Talk. Ooh, what is this taste gap you speak of? I'm kind of (laughs) hungry. Oh my God. I wish it had something to do with food because you know me, I love my food. But um, actually the taste gap is the gap between your taste and the work you put out. So as writers, I think we can all, we all recognize good work. You know, when you read a book and you're like, oh my God, you get so absorbed in it. You're like, yes, this plot is great. These character interactions are amazing. Um, All this stuff is so good about it. Like we recognize that. And then I feel like that is the moment where we're like, I'm going to do that. And then you go and you put it on paper and it just looks like nothing like that it's like it's like one of those memes where like you have this like beautiful like picasso-esque artwork like in your head and then like once you try to translate that on paper it looks like stick figures (laughs) which which happens all the time and i'm pretty sure to everyone Oh, yeah, 100%. And I feel like that taste gap is kind of responsible for these like awful emotions we feel as writers, because I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I know that me myself, I've gone through this point where I've hit such a low, where I was like, I'm no, I'm gonna quit. Like, I'm just done. I'm done writing because it will never be this good. And for whatever reason, I can't reach this mastery that these other very uh, prolific and maybe like to an extent famous writers, you know, have reached. No, for sure. For sure. And it takes time too. I think that's one element that we always tend to forget. We see where we are and we see where we want to go very vividly and we forget about all those minor things that happen along the way those like day-to-day struggles to help us get there oh my god that's so true and for myself you know like I just it it, perfectionism I'm a perfectionist I'm a horrible perfectionist it's like the worst thing that's ever happened to me (laughs) in my life is becoming a perfectionist but I feel like perfectionism it has become my enemy, especially when it comes to my writing. Oh my God. I've been working on Earth Rising for two years, two, two and a half years. And I know people have been, I, I shouldn't be complaining because I'm sure people have been working on their work in progresses for much longer than that. But I feel like perfectionism plays a big role in, um, in why I haven't really gotten there yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've had a similar situation with my story too. I think I thought of the concept about a year and a half ago and I just kind of sat on it. For me, it was um, this very vivid image of this woman and her struggles. And when I was thinking about the story, I wanted to be true to her. But every time I went to go write it, it never turned out quite right. So I put it away for such a long time until a couple of months ago where I was like, you know, this is the time like there there might not ever come a day where you feel like what you're writing is representative of what you think she's feeling but that doesn't mean that it's not important that doesn't mean it can't be changed or rearranged later to make it that way but it is a molding process right and i don't know and i think like part of that is also letting go um you oh, know for I, sure 
I definitely have. I, I'll be I'll be open and honest. I I struggle with that. I struggle with just letting go and loving the craft and doing it because there's this like demon like on my shoulder saying, "Well, that's not as good as um George R. R. Martin's character interaction, or that's not as good as Victoria Aveyard's uh like concept, or you know like I I, I have these negative things that are just like." well, this isn't good and that isn't good and this isn't good and that isn't good. And I feel like, like as writers, we kind of, when we first start, we're kind of, we kind of are right walking around like chickens with our heads cut off because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like you have so much to focus on and how do you, how do you bring that all to a point where it's good? Where do you even start? Yeah, definitely. It was, uh, I know the way that I, reflect back on it was a point of insecurity almost a little bit of perfectionism and a lot of insecurity but um my way of coping was it was just to keep consuming content which is which is a great thing like to read books about writing and to um look at other writers but when you consume so much of it i think it just furthers you from where you're trying to go because i did it over such a long time on like such a grand scale almost where I was just kept consuming 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 and that practice time just wasn't there oh my god I am such a binge watcher when it comes to like tv shows especially good plots and stuff like that like that's all I do I'll sit there and I'll watch tv for like eight hours and I'll be like oh my god this plot is so amazing but I never actually put it on like just my own creativity on paper um and I think uh the first step or the first aspect of the one percent rule is to put yourself on a schedule yeah yeah to at least do something on a regular basis what you're trying to improve on a regular basis right and i think also they were the videos that i watched on it were saying something about um how deadlines are the enemy of perfectionism and i thought that was so great because to an extent like I don't know, because I'm like, this isn't perfect enough. This isn't perfect enough. I'm not doing anything. I'm really not. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not doing anything um, that's going to further my craft. Um, and I think these little these little exercises and stuff that you can do, um, just even like, I don't know, just writing, taking your taking your characters out of the situation that they're currently in and maybe doing like essentially fan fiction of your own work. Uh can help. I saw a post on Twitter, something about saying like writing a bar fight scene with your characters. And I thought it was genius. I was like, how much fun must that be in my own head with my characters? It, it feels like it brings a little bit of everything. Like you could have heightened emotions in this fight scene. It could be just about what's going on in that moment, like characters clashing, like their personalities clashing. There's so many ways to go with it right and you know that's it's it's so funny because um you know that's the second part of the one percent rule is that you are supposed to get you're supposed to focus on getting one percent better each time on each deadline essentially so you know why don't I write that bar scene bar fight scene uh where maybe this time I am going to work on emotion or maybe next time I'm going to work on um I don't know scenery and description and 
I feel like why even just stick to the bar fight scene? Why don't we like go to some other kind of prompts or anything like that? Oh, that's something I definitely do a lot of. I have this book that I love. And- so much respect. So much respect. Because <laughs> I am just garbage at doing things like that. Go ahead. What were you talking about? A book? Yes, yes. Uh, the one that I've been using is called the 3 a.m. Epiphany. And mm-hmm. I love how it separates um, kind of prompts and practices of writing style from like characterization from descriptive detail and world building so whatever you feel like you're ready to get that one percent better at one of those aspects you can just pick one and run with it oh that sounds like i don't even know why i didn't do this like to begin with because that sounds like the genius idea but when do you so okay my problem is I am not a consistent person at all. I am the most, I don't know, my schedule is like the most whacked out thing and I don't even have kids. So I don't know how you, the, the writers out there that have kids, you know, it's so much, so much respect towards those people because I don't even know. I mean, they somehow find the time to write and like do like little cute little writing exercises and stuff in between their toddlers screaming at them and like other horrible things going wrong so oh, yeah. what do you what do you do to put yourself on a schedule because I don't even know how to do that I don't know where to begin well I feel like consistency also looks like something different for different people like it doesn't necessarily have to be daily it can just be regular okay at a point that works for you but for me something that's super helpful for me is that I started doing it before I go to bed because you have to go to sleep every night. So tying it to something that you know <laughs> you already sure. have to do. I, I mean, I, unless you're an insomniac, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which happens. Yeah. I know that does happen. Oh, for sure. But um, yeah, I just take like 10 to 15 minutes before I go to bed. Sometimes I use those prompts when I'm like act- consciously working at getting 1% better. Sometimes it's just an opportunity to let go and free write. But I do take that um, sort of time, set a timer for myself and write, really. It's just a practice time for me without any internal pressure or pressure to work on my story. You know, I think I'm going to I so need to do that. I so need to do that because that's um, one of my not necessarily goals, but aspirations for 2020 is to be a little bit more consistent in everything I do. That's my main issue is, I don't know, I get either demotivated. I don't know what happens me emotionally mentally but I drop the ball a lot Mm -hmm. and I don't know that seems like something that I can do is like I guess we all go to sleep at some point eventually right (laughs) why not spend five minutes before or however however many minutes before just to write even the first the beginning part of a writing prompt I love that yeah it's kind of awesome and you'll also find when you kind of start to build that habit is that it's not a lot of time like <laughs> in a good way so that you don't have to set a block of time that's like an hour to do this task like it just it just flies by and before you know it you like not even consciously worked at this task and are starting to get better at it because you practice it regularly that's amazing i love that i really do and i feel like to an extent like you know you can also work on on so many things like you can take that essentially any way that you you want in any direction you want and i think that's that's something beautiful and i i think that that's something that can help me let go too definitely it i think it requires a little bit of knowing yourself so like knowing what times work for you to set this routine 
knowing uh, what it is you want to focus on. I know um, earlier uh, when we were talking, just the two of us, you had talked about kind of setting an intention or a purpose. Yes. And I feel like that, yes. And that does kind of tie into getting 1% better, right? I feel like I can, I feel like I can, if I, if, if I really focus on doing this, I can set myself an intention. Like for example, tonight I'm going to work on strictly dialogue and I'm going to do this writing prompt and I'm going to focus on dialogue and not my characters not being stiff. And maybe the next night I could focus on something else and set a different kind of intention um, for that 10, 5, 10, 15 minutes, however long that I'm going to be writing. I think that that would, um, that, that would really help me get 1% better each time. And I feel like it's something that um, people can supplement with their work in progress too, because if you're struggling, if you know you're struggling with something specific, so let's say um, details about the atmosphere around you or the scenery, you can use that time to work on descriptive detail without the pressure of this is going into my story. Yes, absolutely. And I think that I pressure myself a lot too. Like that's, like I said, going back to that demon on your shoulder, man, it's, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> it really is rough. And you get different amounts of it on different days. Sometimes you feel really good about it. And sometimes you're not feeling great at all. Yes. And, and again, I feel like mental health has a lot to tie into that. You know, um, writing is such a mental art form. And if you aren't in the right mindset, things can go, things can go awry. Like they really can. What do you mean about mindset? So mindset as in, okay, like you were saying, like if you're not in the right like headspace, you know, um, say you are being, you are feeling negative. And I know a lot of writers take that in like, they're like, oh, your negativity is like the key to like, I don't know, the greatest work ever. I don't know about that. Cause honestly, I don't, I don't know. My, I can reach some dark corners in my mind, man. I, I'll tell you that. Um, but to an extent, I feel like I feel like maybe setting that intention and maybe seeing that I am improving, like right there on paper, would would help combat that too. But I feel like mindset is such a big thing. Mindset is such a big thing, for sure. And um, I don't know if this would work for everyone, but something that's specific to me is that when I start writing, I have to be somewhat balanced in my emotional state to be able to. Uh, feel the ups and downs that my characters do because when you're writing it's going to be it's going to look like a waveform right all these ups and downs with character emotional highs and lows but if you're already feeling a super high or super low I feel like you don't invite that empathy for your characters in oh my god yes and you know what I I just thought about this imagine being at that high or that low and you sit down to write why not write a writing prompt yeah, for sure. Why not? Why not? Why not get all of that out and put yourself in like an even sort of like spot before you actually go and write and and write your work in progress? That's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah, th- there's really so many options and so many different ways that you can take it so long as you know that um like you know what works best for you. You know what? You're absolutely right. I think this weekend what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sit down. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. 
Um, <laughs> I'm setting my intention right now. I'm going to do it. I'm going to write a writing prompt and well, not write a writing prompt. I'm going to, you know, do a writing prompt. And I think I'm going to do that bar fight scene. I really am. I really think that that's a fun thing to do. And I think for my 1% this time, I'm going to work more on, um, on actual character interaction. I feel like I can, sometimes I forget to make them like do stuff with their hands. So I think I'm just going to focus on something like that. That sounds so so cool, honestly. I'm proud of you for going through with this. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I don't know. Finding out about the 1% and, and that whole taste gap, I feel like has changed my entire mindset about writing in general. Because again, like I said, I experience like crazy lows where I'm like, this sucks. I'm just going to throw it away and light it on fire. And you don't have to. I want everybody to know that you don't have to do that. You don't suck. You're fine. You just need to get 1% better. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I'm going to work on it myself too. I think the next time I go down to write, um, I read about this somewhere and I'm not quite sure where. If I remember, I'll leave it in the description. But um, it was something talking about misdirection, especially in dialogue, because when our characters are talking to each other, so often it's almost a direct response to exactly what the other person is saying or asking but in real life it never happens like that you have like things on your mind your conversation goes in a different direction than you expected you um don't directly That's answer so a question yeah so i want to i want to so true i want to incorporate some of that realness into my writing especially during direct character interactions like dialogue I love that. That I feel like everybody's got to do that. I think to some extent, you just got to either sit in a park or a coffee shop and actually be a creeper and like watch people <laughs> interact a little bit. Because I feel like even in, in, in media, like even if you were to sit down and watch TV, it is kind of, it's, it's scripted, you know? Yeah, it's a little bit of observation. I, and you know, so as a side note too, I feel like, so you're amazing at show, not tell. And this is such a big it's kind of a debate a little bit low-key in the writing community. Show, not tell. Remember when we were talking earlier and you were like, oh, this is how this is this is how you explain show not tell to me i think that that would be a great thing to talk about actually on the next episode is what exactly do people mean when you say show not tell and i think that that realism um once you master show not tell that's where it comes in let's do this that'll be our next conversation for our next episode show versus tell Bye. Now that we're both armed and ready to go, we'll start working on getting 1% better even tonight. And we'll continue through it. Um, definitely one of my goals for this year is to fill that gap a little bit and with those minor efforts that you make every day. So thank you for joining us today, everyone. I'm Jessa. You can follow me at Jessa Kana on Twitter. And I'm Trisha. And you could follow me at Night Writer July on Twitter. You can join us every thursday for a new episode of talk me through it we'd love to hear your feedback um message or give a shout out to either me or trisha we'd love to hear what you have to say and we'll see you next time